Hey everybody, welcome back to Review of Mania. My name is Rob. With Zach, we're back. We haven't died yet. No. Why would we? Why would we do that? Ah, because we could. I, I I suppose so. I guess we could pod fade. Uh, that's there you go. That's more. That's more of the term I like to use instead of die. I mean, that's true. Have, yeah. Okay. Fair. We were going to just leave it at WrestleMania 33 and say we gave it the college try. No, that's not the case. We've always had plans to do WrestleMania 34. Oh, God. It, just took God. it took forever. This was the fucking longest one ever. It took me seven sittings. <laughs> so... I really realized these later WrestleManias fucking suck. They're all the same. It's all the same people. It's just copy and paste year after year. Mm -hmm. The older WrestleManias were unique. The people were always changing. They actually had stories I gave a shit about. This is WrestleMania 34. Roman's fourth time. Trying to fucking win the title in the main event. Will he do it this time? Huh? Will he do it this time? We'll find out. But what else? We haven't recorded in many a month. Man. Yeah. Vince well, McMahon it... has retired. Vince McMahon has retired. I guess that's the newest thing. As of right now, um, there's all there was also the death of Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. um, there were oh, what else? Oh, CM Punk broke his foot. Yep. Kenny Omega I mean, got hurt. Kenny uh, Omega got hurt. I mean, a lot of people in AEW got hurt. That is true. I went to my first wrestling show alive. Since oh, yeah. last time you went to an AEW show. I saw the um, star-making performance of Wheeler Yuta. Ah, such a great match. Yeah. And now they haven't done shit with him. I mean, they, they... I mean, they have. They've given him the pure title. They're making him a bigger thing in ROH. Which I think is fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded. Holy shit. So much. So, yeah. So, putting aside the reasons why Vince McMahon retired, any thoughts? Uh, Where does the Triple H and Stephanie helm now go? Because Triple H was announced today that he is now the head of creative and the head of talent. Um, Stephanie is now the co-CEO, which wouldn't you think there'd be a conflict of interest? You have your highest level, you have two people essentially on the, I don't think he's on the board, I don't think, no, yeah, Triple H is on the board of directors. So, yeah. you've got a married couple on the board of directors. Yes. And in very senior positions. And obviously yeah. they've proven, like, hey, didn't they get married yesterday? And I get that. But 
don't you think there'd be some kind of conflict of interest? You know, I maybe, maybe, maybe. But like, this is also a, a very strange company. It wasn't that long ago when Stephanie was going to kind of leave the company. Yep. And and go do something else for a while. Um, no, she was just so, taking time off. Well, yeah, but she like gave up her positions or stepped away. Yes. Uh, and people in the company, maybe even her dad, were bad mouthing her. So like, it's not like they're necessarily. I don't know. I'm just saying that like this is a, a weird situation because the way the WWE has always been run has always balked tradition. And that's not necessarily a good thing, by the way, uh, considering what Vince McMahon had to retire over. Um, but they're, they're not the only people on the board of directors either. Yes, they may make up... Because I think the board of directors right now are Stephanie and Triple H and Nick Khan's there. And then there's a whole bunch of other people from different companies. And they have to vote on who's going to be chairwoman, all this other stuff. So it's a decision that's made not just in-house necessarily. It's made with those other business leaders in mind. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Fair. Okay. But yeah, it's been wild. I, I just I, I'm curious to see where they go. I hope fucking Kevin Dunn is fired. He the the, the main reason I quit watching besides the dumb storylines, I, I I can't watch. I get headaches. I want to throw yeah. up. I don't know if Kevin Dunn will be fired, but I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he left because he is definitely. A Vince guy. That being said, I don't know who else they have for video editors because even things like NXT uh, were under his watch too. And they were edited that way too. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, guess we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be interesting to watch. Tell you that much. I do hope that storylines and things like that will be a little bit more coherent. I didn't watch Triple H's version of NXT religiously, but a lot of people really did like that product and thought that the storylines were pretty coherent. So maybe that will help with the way that things are running because. I don't know. I I don't keep up with the product on a week-to-week -week basis, but I do, like, hear about things that are happening, and some of it just sounds really, really bad. Yeah. So. We'll see. Time will tell. But let's go back in time, shall we? WrestleMania 34, April 18th, 2018, in New Orleans. They're back in New Orleans since WrestleMania 30. 
The same old intro clips. All set to Kid Rock celebrate with random sound bites from JBL, Michael Cole, and The King. Once again, the introduction doesn't hype up any match whatsoever. WrestleMania is now called the greatest live event in entertainment. The announcers for tonight are Corey Graves, Michael Cole, and Jonathan Coachman. This was a short stint for Coachman, as he wouldn't last long with the company. Yeah, and it was it was odd because he was on Sports Center like a couple of weeks before he went back to WWE. Like I was flipping through the channels, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's Coach. I remember when he was on Raw, and then it was just a couple of weeks later, Coach is back." And yeah. It's like, oh no. So, did you watch the pre-show at all? I did. So there were three matches on the pre-show. Um, the first one was the Andre uh, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Do you know this was supposed to be the Moolah? Or sorry, the Mae Young. No, it was the Moolah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was the Mae Young. No, it was the Moolah. There was the Moolah woman's uh, battle royal. And then there was some controversy about that. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, 30-man Andre, um, which was won by Matt Hardy, (laughs) of all people. Um, when Bray Wyatt returned and helped him eliminate Baron Corbin. Yes, this was after the uh, the delete match. Yes, and Ultimate then deletion three or whatever. Yeah, and then um, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt went on to form a tag team, and they had a terrifying finishing maneuver. <laughs> Which was just an elevated like twist of fate, but the way that Bray held people was just like around his waist. Like he would have their legs around his waist and then hold them up for the cutter, and then he would just drop them, and it just I don't know every time it just made it look a lot more rough than it would normally. I don't know. Um, then. After that, they had the tournament finals to determine the new WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Um, it was Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Um, this match ended up winning, uh, being won by Cedric Alexander, and there were a lot of shouts of "That's enough!" and "Heart!" and "Soul!" Like they were like, like this is like their big huge mania moment but it was the second match on the pre-show and not everybody was there and it was very quiet and awkward um the match itself was good but the over dramaticness took away from it it wasn't earned um and then the last match on the pre-show was the women's battle royal which was originally the moolah battle royal um until fans were like, uh, it's probably not a good idea to name your battle royal after a person who may have done human trafficking. And so 
then they got sponsors involved and then they just changed it to the women's battle royal and they changed the trophy so that it looks different for apparently like a uterus yeah yeah it it does apparently chris jericho texted vince and said that he should call it the sensational invitational after sensational cherry hell yeah but um and vince texted back thanks and then ignored him shut up pal um that battle royal was ended up uh, being won by naomi um after she was outside of the ring for most of the match and it was a uh trick uh with uh bailey bailey looked like she had won the crowd was cheering and then naomi popped in through bailey out and then the crowd was confused and then cheered because naomi's a baby face okay Glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> First match of the night, triple threat, Intercontinental Championship. One of these people are not like the rest. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz. Finn Balor is... Oh, yeah. Finn Balor is not like the other two. No, not at all. Uh, Finn Balor is making his WrestleMania debut. If Seth wins, he will be a Grand Slam champion. The Miz is your IC... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, also, Seth's um, WrestleMania attire makes no sense with his theme song. Um, because he's dressed up as a White Walker from Game of Thrones. And they're all about burning it down and they can't be burnt because that's not how they work. Nice. Yes. Gotcha. Miz is your IC yeah. champion. Miz defeated Roman Reigns at the... Raw 25th anniversary show in January. So Miz, uh, so the bell rings. Miz is taken out of the match early with a clothesline over the top rope, leaving Seth and Baylor. Baylor with a senton over the top rope to both Seth and Miz on the floor. Miz with a sweeping DDT for a two count on Rollins. Miz applies a figure four. That uh, was given to him by Ric Flair in the middle of the ring on Finn Balor. So this is that time when Miz and Ric Flair were doing stuff together. Uh, actually, this is after that, but Miz never stopped using the figure four after he took it from Ric Flair. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Sethan hits a huge R RVD-esque frog splash on the Miz. Uh, and then a 1916 by Baylor gets a two-count on Seth. A skull-crushing finale by Miz gets a two-count on Rollins. A very fast-paced match by all three men. A kick to the head puts the Miz down, and Baylor goes to the top rope, but Miz jumps up and crotches him on the top rope while Seth just lays on the apron. In typical WWE three-way matches, Miz catches Rollins with a bulldog, from the top rope as Rollins tried for something off the top rope. Finn hits a coup de gras to the back of Miz while Miz is making the cover. A slingshot, or sorry, sling blade and a double drop kick on to Miz. Baylor hits another coup de gras, but Rollins stomps Finn out of nowhere. A stomp on the Miz by Rollins and Rollins wins the IC title 
and he is now a Grand Slam champion. Thoughts? Um, I thought that this match was very, very good. Um, it felt kind of like a return to the old WCW um, style where you put on your super-duper worker first and then have them have a good match and mm-hmm. then go from there. Um, I I don't know. I, I felt... I was trying to remember, like, who I was thinking, like, kind of deserved the title at the time. And I kind of knew that Seth was going to win, but I was kind of thinking that Finn really needed it um, more than Seth did. But um, overall, a pretty good match. Um, I have to ask, because this is the first year that Miz has debuted this, what did you think of Miz's ninja headband? Pretty Naruto-esque. It is very Naruto-esque. If, well, if he ran around my Naruto style, I would have believed he was a ninja. He starts doing the Sengon as his finisher, but it's just a palm strike because it's real life and nobody will ever get pinned by him again. Hell yeah. Yeah. I said a decent match. Rollins and Finn are much better. But Miz was kept strong and got his good spots in and remained strong even through losing the match. So, it's an okay match. I thought if it was just Finn and, and Seth, it would have been a much better match. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Streak versus the title. WWE Women's Championship, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Asuka is an undefeated streak since joining NXT and being called up to the WWE main roster. And she won the Royal Rumble and chose Charlotte Flair. Flair gets an elaborate entrance with Roman gladiators and her sitting on a throne. And the Space Odyssey theme plays. Asuka. Oh, oh, good. We should also notice, we should also note about Asuka's streak that unlike Goldberg's, hers was real. (laughs) <laughs> she didn't magically win stuff at house shows? Yeah, no, she honestly had a longer win streak than than Bill. Because um, I remember it was right around this time that she had, like, passed it. Like, it was within a couple of months. And then, all right, then the match happens. Yes, yeah, she didn't have anybody with a cattle prod. Oscar, I think it's the first ever 3D entrance. They have her mask displayed with colors. Uh, sorry, hold on. Uh, mask is with colors shooting towards the screen. If I don't yeah, like I don't like these AR graphics. Oh, they're terrible they're... now. That's all they are now. It's nothing but AR shit. Which, for like a live crowd, they don't see that. <laughs> no. No, not at all. So they're giving you even less reason to go see them live, and they're wondering why their live attendance is going down. Yep. Early on, nobody can get an advantage, and John Cena is sitting emotionless in the crowd because he said that he would be in the crowd if he couldn't face The Undertaker. He is a robot. Yes, they've been checking in on him throughout uh, the pre-show, and you can watch him sip his beer. Shame. A hip attack sends Charlotte to the floor, 
uh, hits a shoulder on the barricade. Charlotte then takes over, attacking Asuka with kicks and punches. Hits a moonsault, but Asuka puts Charlotte into a Hell's Gate. But Charlotte eventually gets out and puts on a Boston Crab. Asuka then starts working over the left shoulder that hit the barricade earlier in the match. Uh, in the ring, or sorry, on the ring apron, Asuka hits a suplex to the floor below. Both get in before the 10 count. Asuka then continues beating down Charlotte and goes to the top rope and hits a missile drop kick for a two count. <clears throat> Asuka continues working over the shoulder, tries to go for the top rope, but Charlotte hits several chops and hits a Spanish fly onto Asuka for a two count. A natural selection is countered into a submission and then into the inverted armbar. Then Charlotte gets out, goes for the figure four, but it's blocked by an Oscar lock attempt. Uh, the Oscar lock attempt is lock blocked. A spear of nowhere by Charlotte for a two count. Charlotte then gets a figure eight. Charlotte taps, or sorry, Oscar taps out to break the streak of Oscar. After this, Oscar would be shuffled down the card and would be, in my opinion, never recapture her glory that she had coming out of NXT into this match. After the match, Flair cries. Oscar grabs a microphone and says, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. Congratulations. And then they hug. I said I thought yeah. this well, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I said I thought this match was an okay match for the ramifications of the match. Uh, seemed more important than the match itself. And honestly, Charlotte sucks at selling. Corey Graves had to keep mentioning the shoulder injury. While it would be worked over, it really wasn't targeted very often. And when it was, Charlotte couldn't bother to sell and would just do a huge move instead. Charlotte continues to be shoved down our throats and is unstoppable champion. I hate Charlotte. <laughs> okay. I'm going to probably blow your mind here, but I actually really like this match. And I thought that it was really good. Um, that being said... I was upset with the result. Um, I thought that Charlotte and Asuka probably had the best women's match that uh, WrestleMania has had up to that point. Um, and it was very back and forth. It was much more of the NXT no-selling super indie style, um, which doesn't necessarily work. Uh Sometimes with the WWE philosophy. Um, so I think that's kind of where you're getting it. But I thought the match itself was just... Was good, dramatic. I just wish that they had swapped the uh, the finish there. Um, because, yes, Asuka, I don't think... Well, I'll say this. It took a while for Oscar to recover. I think now he's considered to be pretty high tier again, but it took a while because wow. she's had several. She's had several reigns as women's champion, and they've been long and and stuff like that. So I, mm. it's but it's taken a while. Gotcha. I wouldn't know because I don't watch. So no clue. A referee says something to John Cena, and John Cena jumps the barricade and runs to the back. Uh, 
while Oscar just stands in the ring and Charlotte makes her way up the ramp. That man is a fan, and he is a danger to the performers. I was just pissed that John was taking the shine away from two performers. I agree. He just put on a really big match. Hey, fuck you guys. I'm going to be the center of attention. Yeah. Glorious plays oh, through the God. arena. One of the best theme songs of the 2010s. Fatal four-way for the United oh. States Championship. Bobby Roode versus Rusev versus Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton, your champion. This was the Aiden English era of Rusev entrances. Well, this was almost the era of no Rusev entrances because he was not on the WrestleMania card. And he asked for his release, and then they were like, no, how about we put you in the United States title triple threat? That good? And he stayed for a while longer. There you go. But I do have to say I love I love the Rusev Day thing. Yes. Aiden English interrupts the entrance of Bobby Roode and does a spoken word slash rap and says it's Rusev Day and introduces Rusev. Sunil Singh introduces Jinder Mahal. Rusev teases doing a suicide dive, but is t- cut off. I was like, please do it. Uh, Bobby Roode and Randy Orton go after each other. Apparently, Roode and Orton were a tag team briefly, and Roode admires Orton, and it's likewise for Orton. So, okay. They superflex by Orton on Roode. Shows how much they admire each other. If Jinder Mahal loses, the entire country of India is going to be disappointed. According to uh, JBL. And Rusev Day is over as ever. People just pair off. And we get a few moments. And then they are outside. And then some more uh, moves. And rinse and repeat. For a very boring match. An RKO and Aiden English. Then Rusev... Uh, oh, and then Rusev. Uh, then Bobby Roode breaks up the pin attempt at two. Roode blocks an RKO into a glorious DDT. And then a match kicked by Rusev out of nowhere on, Ro- on Roode. And Jinder... Oh, and on Jinder. The crowd goes nuts chanting Rusev Day. Jinder then hits a Coloss and picks up a win out of nowhere to become the United States champion in 8 minutes and 15 seconds. Jan, Rusev was extremely over, and at least gave, at least give it over to the... At least give the title to the over wrestler, is what I wrote. Yes. I hated this match. Yeah, yeah, no, it was... It was strange because it felt like nobody quite knew how to work with each other, which is weird because Randy Orton and Bobby Roode are both, like, super workers. Like, Bobby Roode can work with anybody. Um, Rusev is also very, very good, so I have to think that the problem here is Jinder Mahal, because Jinder is really kind of clumsy and can't move very well, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. This is also, like, just after his WWE Championship run, which, you know, luckily we didn't have to cover because he wasn't championed during a WrestleMania. So, um, 
everybody was sick of gender at this point, and then they continue to push gender. Gotta get that Indian money, man. But the thing is, is like he wasn't popular in India. Gotta get that Indian money, man. <laughs> All right, the first big match of the night. The mixed tag team match. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Alright, so I just have to, like, the one thing that I remember from this promo is Kurt Angle go, But you know, I know what her who her partner is. Her partner is me! <laughs> <laughs> just yelling. It's great. Um, I love Kurt Angle. Um, <laughs> and and he, and the thing was is like I was kind of excited for this match before it happened because up until Kurt was part of WWE, he was still doing really like impressive matches on the indie circuit, and that was only like a year or so ago. At this point, so I was like, oh, I hopes for what Kurt could do. Gotcha. Gotcha. A promo package plays. Kurt Angle was the GM of Raw, and Kurt said he had to be the man, and it turned, uh, and, wait, what? He said he had to be a man, and turned on them, and joined for, oh, he turned on, okay, sorry, he turned on Stephanie and Triple H, and he joined forces with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, he said, it's me! Both Triple H and Stephanie talked down uh, about Kurt Angle and Ronda, saying that Kurt was always beat by Triple H, and Stephanie is an executive who will beat Ronda, and it's not the Olympics or MMA, it's their world. And Ronda will be humbled, just like every WWE superstar has. I, I think that Stephanie's... Memory's a little faulty because I believe Kurt Angle won the match between him and Triple H during the Royal Rumble 2001. Pretty sure that was the case. Can't say I remember. I remember him hitting his head. <laughs> and, yeah. Triple H gets another motorcycle entrance this year, but now it's with a ton of women driving motorcycles, along with Stephanie Triple H driving matching three-wheeler motorcycles. Just a lot of revving and looking stupid. Glad those NXT talents got a paycheck, though. Michael Cole hey, yells... He, he really enjoys his tricycles. Apparently. Michael Cole yells, Now that's a WrestleMania entrance. Shut up, Michael Cole. The crowd is hot for this match. There's a lot of jaw-jacking between Triple H and Kurt Angle. And Stephanie... Pie faces Ronda. The bell rings. Triple H and Angle start off. Kurt Angle brawls around the ring for, uh, from post to post. And then the match slows down with Angle applying a key lock. Triple H and Stephanie bend the rules, taking advantage of Ronda's lack of knowledge. Triple H and Stephanie take cheap shots at Kurt Angle. Triple H loudly says, Reverse! Spinebuster! And sure enough, <laughs> that happens. Angle is spine busted to the mat. Yeah, no, I think... <laughs> yeah, no. You talk too much. Yes. You never shut up. 
Roz, Rousey is cheering on Angle to try and get the hot tag, but Angle is cut off by Triple H. Angle is choked by Stephanie. Triple H goes to punch, and, uh, and Angle ducks, and Triple H almost punches Stephanie, calling back to the year before where Stephanie was sent through a table. Uh, as soon as Angle was going to tag in Ronda, Stephanie yanks her off the apron, delaying the hot tag. Triple H thrown over the top rope, and slowly Angle crossed to Ronda as Stephanie starts yelling for Triple H. The crowd knows what's going on, and they start to buzz. Ronda is tagged in, the crowd goes nuts, and Stephanie is manhandled into the ring, and then back suplexed, and... Punched, peeled. Stephanie pleads for Rhonda and applies an arm lock. Uh, sorry, she applies an arm bar, but Stephanie is able to block the arm bar attempt and gets out of it by scratching the eyes of Rhonda. Kurt and Hunter are nowhere to be found. Stephanie does get some offense with a DDT and a submission of her own, but Stephanie then gets cocky and Rhonda slams Stephanie and goes for the cover. But Triple H drags the ref out of the ring. And then drags Ronda out of the ring. And she hits her head on the floor now. Uh, so she hits her head on the floor. So now Triple H and Angle are back fighting. And Hunter throws Angle across the announce table. Triple H checks on Stephanie. And Ronda is up. And is ready in the ring. And is squaring off with Hunter. Hunter pushes the ref out of the way and squares up. And Ronda hits a ton of lefts and rights. And then picks him up on her shoulders. But Stephanie saves Hunter. Stephanie tries to escape through the audience. But she's caught by Rhonda. But Stephanie is able to push Rhonda into the ring. Angle is then taking Hunter for the belly-to-belly -belly suplex. Oh, he's, taking, he's taking Hunter to belly-to-belly -belly suplex city. And then multiple German suplexes. Angle slam for a two-count on Triple H. Stephanie chews out Angle, and he catches her foot, and after a, bit of, after a bit, applies ankle lock, but Triple H hits a pedigree on Angle for a two count. Ronda crawls back to the ring. Triple H sets up for a pedigree on her, too, but turns into a powerbomb, which Ronda turns into a hurricanrana, and then into an armbar. It's locked on Triple H. Stephanie applies a rear naked choke on Ronda, but after a moment, Ronda applies an armbar and then Angle applies an, an ankle lock to Triple H. Triple H powers out. And Kurt ends up taking out Ronda. Triple H and Stephanie both suffer pedigrees. But Angle blocks it. They fall out of the ring. Ronda then blocks Stephanie. Who sets up for an arm bar. And Stephanie screams. She says she's sorry. She begs and yells. And yells no please. And then Ronda applies the arm bar. Stephanie quickly taps. Ronda picks up the win at 20 minutes and 40 seconds. And this was pretty much the match that sold WrestleMania this year. Everybody was curious about how Ronda Rousey would do. Um, I And I have to say that she did better than expected, but um, Kurt Angle, pretty limited. Like, his punches still look pretty good, but even his... Um, his his suplexes, especially at towards the end of the match there, looked pretty rough. It looked like Triple H had to do a lot of the jumping for those um, overhead belly-of-the-bellies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I also thought it was interesting that Stephanie McMahon apparently has better MMA defense than pretty much all of the women I know, that Ronda Rousey had ever had to go up against. Scratch the eyes. Um, but Ronda Rousey, pretty good first match. I don't know if she had the best first match ever, but pretty close if if not. I wrote, such an awesome match. Building up to the hot tag, Stephanie did a great job. The false finishes, the whole story was awesome, and it ended awesome with Stephanie pleading and begging and getting her comeuppance. And the match was just a blast to watch. A great job by everyone. For once, Triple H didn't have a boring, plotting WrestleMania match. I really enjoyed tried, it. <laughs> he did try. I mean, the match is, I think, the longest on the show. Uh, it's it's 20 up there. Minutes, it's 20 minutes and 40 seconds. and I th- Yeah, that's the longest on the, on the show, but only 20 seconds. Normally, Triple H would want the longest match by at least five minutes, so he restrained himself this year. Good for him. He's learning. <laughs> so I learned, I wrote a SmackDown Triple Tree Hat Tag Team Championship match. Okay. All right. This is a glorified squash match. Oh, yeah. New Day versus Usos, who are your champions, versus the Bludgeon Brothers. So the entire entrance of the New Day revolves around pancakes, and little people dressed as in pancake outfits come out after Xavier Woods plays the trombone, while Byron Saxton is happy, and Corey Graves hates it. The Bludgeon Brothers are ruthless killers. Destroying both the Russos and the New Day the month before at Fastlane, where both teams were hurt so uh, were so hurt they had to be carted off in backboards. A trouble on par- trouble in paradise on Harper and Rowan, uh, but they lay waste to everyone. After a while in the ring, Jimmy Uso finally starts to get offense and. And the Usos double-team Harper, and he gets a two-count after a splash by Jay. Uh, The Usos take care of Eric Rowan with double suplex on the outside, leaving Harper and Big E in the ring. There's an unspoken alliance, but it doesn't last long as both Eric Eric and Harper lay out everyone with ease. A double powerbomb on the Kofi Kingston for the Bludgeon Brothers to pick up the victory with little effort and become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions in four minutes. Um, well, it seems like I probably missed a lot. It's just there, there wasn't much to say. The, the Bludgeon yeah, Brothers no, just I, killed everyone. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I wouldn't mind because, like, you look at Eric Rowan, now Eric Redbeard, mm-hmm. and you look at... Um, Brody Lee, Harper there, and you're just like, okay, uh, these guys do look like they could just murder the Usos and the New Day. But the problem is, is that we've watched them for years now not being able to do that, and in fact losing quite a lot of the time. And now, 
because they have matching new costumes and big hammers, we're supposed to think that they're completely different people and that they can just destroy everybody. <laughs> like, <clears throat> where were you when uh, Bray Wyatt needed you? <laughs> you know? Yep. So it, it, like, at once I'm like, yeah, like, these guys deserve that. At this, but at the same time, um, it, it also just seemed kind of out of place um, for them to be pushed so hard out of seemingly nowhere. Yeah. John sees music plays, and, and he comes out all dressed for a fight. This was the era where he talked to the camera. Cena is all happy in the ring, but an official Did he have his little to- rag? He has his rag all the time. Get your rag at the store. Uh, the official runs down and says something, and Cena gets upset and grabs the ref by his shirt. When you don't like things, you just grab people by their scruff. And now he's sad, and he leaves the ring, but then the lights go out, but there's no bong. It's Elias! He goes down yeah, to the ring playing, while playing some bits and pieces of well-known songs and tells John Cena to leave. So he does. And he sits down back in the audience. Depressed Cena is submissive Cena. Elias serenades us with a ballad of John Cena, but Elias says John Cena sucks. So John Cena again hops the barrier and then beats up a performer. John Cena isn't a good WWE fan. Where's the security, damn it? He's John Cena. Nobody can see him. Yes. Cena hits an AA to Elias and rolls out of the ring. Cena's music plays as the crowd chants for The Undertaker. Cena looks sad again. While Cena's locking up to the ramp, the music stops. And so does Cena. And after a minute, the lights go out. And the Undertaker's hat and coat appear in the ring. And then it's struck by lightning. And the clothes disappear as John Cena does a McMahon gulp. And a bong. And the Undertaker hits a two, uh, does his two-hour entrance. Even my wife commented how slow the Undertaker's entrance is. Uh, I guess it's a match. Undertaker gets the advantage early. Uh, he's doing his best moves. He then hits a choke slam and then a tombstone. And the Undertaker gets his win back in the Superdome by pinning John Cena in 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, so after Undertaker's performance last year where there were a lot of mess-ups and it was kind of embarrassing, um, this certainly made Undertaker look better, but Undertaker didn't really do a whole lot. This match lasted two minutes. Almost three. Yeah, but it was just and, the best of. And it, Yeah, and he, he, could, and he could do all of his signature moves, which... Out of the Undertaker, that's probably all we really needed to see. Um, it seems strange that you're going to just kind of bury John Cena like that. Um, but John Cena also isn't really in the company all that often anymore. So ah, no one cares. It's John Cena. 
Yeah, you know. This is so. the same guy who walks out. Well, I lost the title last night. I'll win it again. Yeah, but you're not going to get another match with The Undertaker. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he'll throw some Johnson speck. Goes into the Hall of Fame. Yes. He'll throw some speck on his name. And maybe, you know, this is Chew. Some speck? Some speck on his name. I don't know. Hall of Fame time. We got Mark Henry. What's that? Chippa Chippa. Yes. Hillbilly Jim. Ivory. Jeff Jarrett. For the Warrior Award, Jarius J.J. Robinson, who makes ties or something. The Dudley Boys and the Celebrity Ring Kid Rock, and your main event is Goldberg. Or as I like to call him now, Gorg. Gorg. Did you see the the meme of, of him, uh... Basically, they're yeah. His his name play like his his uh, logo is his name, and uh, he was walking to the ring, and on either side was G O and then R G, in his name, and then pictures of him. So it just looked like it said Gorg. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. All right. Two years prior. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was forced to retire due to the WWE medical staff not clearing him to wrestle. He became a general manager. He had a great feud with The Miz, but it couldn't go anywhere. But just as before WrestleMania uh, was coming, Daniel Bryan was cleared. And now in his first match back, he is in a tag team match teaming with Shane McMahon against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And if Kevin and Sammy win, they get their jobs back. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. See, the, the thing about this match <laughs> um, is that Daniel Bryan really isn't in it. No, we'll get to that, because God damn it. <laughs> During the entrance of Kevin Owens and Sammy... They come from the crowd, and they sneak attack Daniel Bryan and Shane, and they get the jump on them early. Shane is getting thrown into the la uh, laps of, of his children, and a haluba kick on Daniel Bryan, and then a powerbomb on the apron, or on the, yeah, by Kevin Owens. The match hasn't started yet, and they call for medical attention, and Kevin Owens yells at Shane, You made me do this! <laughs> Shane demands that the bell is rung, and the match starts, and Shane, the commissioner of SmackDown, does his shitty punches, Kevin and Sammy tag in and out, beating up Shane, working over his stomach, as on March 26, 2018, Shane was hospitalized with diverticulitis and a hernia while on vacation in the Angolas. I don't know where Angola is. Well, yeah. That's... I think I know, but I just want to make sure.
Well, while you're doing that, they put... Well, depending on which Angola, like, there's the central uh, African country of Angola. But I don't know if you would have time to go to Africa. Uh. Um, but anyway, um, no, I was just going to say that diverticulitis is essentially like this uh, bacteria that eats away at your intestines. It's very, very painful. Brock Lesnar yep. has diverticulitis as well and has had to have corrective surgery for it. Like, this is a very debilitating disease. So, the fact that Shane is using it to sell, um, very carny, but also very wrestling. Fair. So it put his match in jeopardy at WrestleMania, but obviously they still went ahead with it. After getting beaten down forever, Shane gets an opening and hangs Sami Zayn and the Tree of Woe. He hits his coast-to-coast dropkick, and out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan just shows up on the ring apron. But is still, quote-unquote, beat up. The hottest of hot tags ever made by Shane McMahon, finally. The crowd went from dead and was upgraded to alive when Daniel Bryan is tagged in. Uh, Daniel Bryan runs wild. He takes out Owens to the outside. He hits a running knees to each man in the corner. And then a Frankensteiner on Zane by Bryan. A halluva kick on Bryan for a near fall. Shane is super ticked off. Oh, he is super kicked off the apron by Owens. A pop-up powerbomb on Daniel Bryan for another near fall. Shane takes out Owens, uh, and a yes kicks by Brian onto Sammy, and then a running knee into a yes lock, and Sammy Zayn taps out at 15 minutes and 25 seconds. Well, I'm happy to see Shane, uh, I'm happy to see Daniel Bryan back. I hated this match. I hate Shane McMahon. Uh, WrestleMania matches. They are dumb. He can't wrestle. Uh, and this was to continue to build up. As much heat to get Daniel Bryan into the match. I'm glad he didn't do a uh, just a run through of Kevin and Sammy, but overall, I didn't care for this match. Yeah, it felt like a very, I don't know, I guess safe match is probably the best word. But like, they also did like the apron power bomb and things like that, which are kind of. Um, dangerous but it seemed like they wanted to reduce the amount of time that daniel bryan was in the ring to as minimal as possible yes because because three years of wanting you gotta fucking give it to us you gotta just oh we gotta savor it a little it's gotta be even hotter that tag has gotta be nuclear yeah i mean it, it could be it could be that but it could also be um daniel bryan has come out and said that vince has been very gentle with with him ever since he got his initial uh concussion diagnoses that led to him retiring for those couple of years mm-hmm. so it might have even been like Vince is like you only get like three minutes in the ring that's all I'm going to give you for this first match until you prove that you're okay you know something along those lines like that's kind of what I'm was imagining yeah like they were eliminate limiting him so that just in case they wouldn't be held as responsible or something. I don't know. Fair. New fake attendance record. 78,133 whoopee 
Fireworks and shit go off. Who fucking cares? You know what Just else? Slightly, like, slightly larger than their attendance the four years earlier. Yep. Yeah. Nia Jack wins the women's championship because she was picked on. Moving on. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I literally just fast forward through the entire thing. I did not give a fuck. Um, well, you know, I, 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 I will say this. Um, WWE <laughs> is known for doing um, bullying angles um, that are not great. I will say that this time around, the uh, actual bully was put in their place. Um, The problem with it is that the actual bully is Alexa Bliss, who is like four foot eleven and weighs like ninety five pounds. And has problem with bullies. And and the and the bully is Nia Jax. Now, Alexa Bliss obviously could bully somebody like Nia Jax and probably, you know, but when they put them in a physical contest, of course Nia Jax is going to win. So it was a pretty, it was pretty clear who was going to win the match from the very, very beginning. The message itself is good. Don't do bullying. But I don't know. Seems like they kind of messed it up slightly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Don't really care. Moving on. WWE Backlash is a co-branded pay-per-view. Back when that was a thing. Okay. WWE title match. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, Shins, uh, Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble. And this was billed as a dream match. The video package had highlights of both men's accomplishments outside the WWE. But the WWE is a whole new level. And so it doesn't count. Who will win? I remember being so hyped for this match. Well, yeah, because everybody had seen the Wrestle Kingdom 15 match. Yep. I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 15. I think you're right. Uh, Between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. So. So Shinsuke gets the best fucking entrance of the night with a live rendition of his song played. Big strikes early on. A huge knee to the face of uh, 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 Nakamura early. Uh, Great selling by uh, Shinsuke. Like, it looked like he really got hit. It looked bad. Uh, a very deliberate pace early on with just a lot of impact moves. Shinsuke with a flurry of kicks and then uh, works over the ribs of AJ. AJ goes for a forearm, but Shinsuke hits a landslide powerbomb for a two count. AJ then gets Nakamura in a calf crusher, but after a minute or so, Nakamura gets AJ into a triangle. Finally, the crowd wakes up and tries to get AJ Styles to fight. AJ eventually gets to his feet and slams Nakamura down to break the triangle. Both men are now hurt. AJ's back, Nakamura's knee. Nakamura tries for a running knee, but hits the turnbuckle. AJ hits a phenomenal forearm for a two count. 
AJ then hits a springboard, 450, but Nakamura gets his knees up and can only get the two count on AJ. A reverse exploder suplex. Nakamura turns the, the uh, Shinkasa knee strike into a Styles Clash and gets the pinfall at 20 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, the dream match, in my opinion, did not deliver. I found it boring and very slow. Yeah. Um, I was just double-checking. It was not Wrestle Kingdom 15. It was Wrestle Kingdom 10. Oh, shit. Um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15 happened in 2021. Oh. Um, anyway, I agree with you 100%. Um, it just seemed like neither of these guys got out of like second gear. And especially after what we saw that they could do only a couple of years earlier in New Japan Pro Wrestling and the way that WWE was building up this match, um, there was a lot of fan expectation that just really wasn't met because I don't like they had plenty of time too. like 20 minute a 20 minute match is plenty of time to have back and forth. Now, could they have had a little bit longer? Maybe would that have made a difference? I don't necessarily know. I don't think um, so. So, um, but yeah, no, definitely the dream match did not live up to expectations. Um, and, you know, it was also very, very strange as well because, um, and, I don't know, maybe they were just there because they were in town, but this was a WrestleMania where there were a lot of New Japan wrestlers in in attendance, like Okada and um, Tanahashi and Suzuki were there to watch um, WrestleMania, and I'd probably to support AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, yeah, no, this match wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good at all. So what I remember was more after the match. After the match, sportsmanship is shown. Nakamura gets on his knees to hand the WWE title back to AJ Styles. And then out of nowhere, he low blows him. And this started the dick-punching era of Shinsuke Nakamura. Match after yeah. match, he would low blow people. And he started doing the, sorry me speak no English and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I w the one thing I will say is that uh, his theme song, which was really, really cool, uh, got an upgrade with lyrics. Oh, yeah. And it was rapping or something. Yeah, it was like it was like uh, Japanese rap or something. And I don't know, the lyrics were kind of catchy. Talking about how he was Ichiban. And how his power was really strong. <laughs> so, no. Okay. So, this did not age well. The greatest Royal Rumble ever in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I believe this was the first ever event in Saudi Arabia that was part of the 10-year deal the WWE made with uh, the Saudi Arabian government. Yes. And then the next one would be the Jamal Shikogi, uh, murder. So, yeah. Yeah, and and then, of course, um, 
that second time that they went, which was pretty soon after this uh, WrestleMania, like it was like maybe a month or two after. I Not believe. even, yeah, it was like a month, if that. Yeah, uh, everybody except for like Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns got stuck on the airstrip for like fourteen hours directly afterwards yep yeah it was not great no so a big mardi gras float comes down and the bar is riding the float and Corey grave asks for a hurricane drink the bar will face braun Strowman and a mystery partner so wwe tag team championship the bar versus braun Strowman and the mystery partner <clears throat> braun pushes the float off the ramp what a jerk. Brian goes into the crowd and looks for a partner. He picks up a child named Nicholas. Brian kills the bar by himself. And I love that Corey talks shit about Nicholas staying. Uh, saying he brings nothing to the team. <laughs> uh, eventually, a double suplex by the bar. And they beat down Brian. Then Brian catches both legs of Cesaro and Sheamus. And sends Seamus out of the ring. Um, he does a desperation hot tag to Nicholas, who is tagged in. But Nicholas tags back out after a moment. Braun power slams Cesaro, and Nicholas and Braun become the new tag team champions. That happened. Yeah. Yeah, so Braun Strowman destroyed the entire tag team division in one fell swoop. Yep. Um,. Nicholas was then on Raw the next night and gave up the tag team titles because he has to go to fourth grade. Damn him. So it turned um, out to be John Cone's son. Yeah, yeah, one of the referees. But I remember, like, marking out, I have a Twitter post of, like, a Wikipedia entry of, like, Braun Strowman chose a small, chose like, a small. small child or something. Or, like, kidnapped a child from the... It was like Brad throwing kidnapped child from the audience as tag team partner. Well, so people who were in the crowd were pointing to where the New Japan wrestlers were so that he would get somebody actually good. And there was a dude who fucking followed him holding a beer like, come on, Braun, why not me? Come on, Braun. And you finally see security grab him and like push him away. But he like walked with him for a good like 25 seconds. I got this beer. <laughs> WrestleMania 35 will come from New York City from the MetLife Stadium on April 7th, 2019. Oh, yes. New York City, a.k.a. New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> Brock has been WWE champion for 371 days, and now he faces Roman Reigns again because Seth Rollins ruined it last time. So, main event time. WWE Championship, Roman Reigns versus your champion, Brock Lesnar. The story is, Brock is Vince's boy. And he has special privileges. And Roman Reigns shoots on Vince McMahon. And Roman was suspended. But of course, he's able to show up and hijack Rock. Because WWE doesn't know how to keep people off TV. It's full-time talent versus the part-time bastard. Paul Heyman does his awesome introduction of Brock, as always. 
As soon as the bell rings, Brock attacks and carries Roman into the corner and then starts suplexing him. He hits three German suplex. And then there's someone in the crowd with numbers which count the number of suplexes. That was helpful. Yes. But multiple suplex, uh, sorry, but multiple Superman punches takes Lesnar down. Multiple belly-to-belly suplexes on the floor by Brock. I had flashbacks to fucking Big E. Holy shit, that was scary. Um, yes. Brock continues to throw Roman around for a total of nine suplexes at this point. Out on the floor, Roman finally gets an opening and slams him onto the announce table that doesn't break. Back in the ring, a Superman punch, then a pair of spears for a two-count. Roman does his ooh taunt and then runs, but Brock jump hits a jumping knee to the face and gets a two-count. Brock then hits an F5 for another two-count. Brock, who is dripping in sweat by this point, Another and F5. Purple. Yes, and purple. Another F5, another kick out. Another F5, another kick out. Brock says something that gets silenced. Probably, are you fucking kidding me? That's the only thing I could think of. An audible boring chant is heard. Roman is put through the German announce table with a fourth F5 by, the, by Brock. Back in the ring, a fifth F5 and another kick out. Lesnar then takes off his MMA gloves and starts raining down elbows on Roman. He busts an open. Roman is leaking all over his arm, and the blood is pooling on the mat. Now Roman's bloody. Uh, he's a bloody mess. He hits two back-to-back spears, but only gets a two-count. Roman then fires up. Hits both sides of the ring apron. You know the ring. Where he jumps off both sides, but then it's just picked up by Brock. He hits another F5, which I believe was the seventh one, to pick up the win at 15 minutes and 55 seconds to remain the WWE champion. I hope you like finishers and signature maneuvers. So I went back and listened to the Wrestling Observer Radio recap of this. What's that? I said yes. And... I guess they, uh, the crowd was bored. They had beach balls. They were trying to do the wave. There was a boring chant. There was a CM Punk chant. Like, no one liked this match. Until the end. No, and I think the next night on Raw, they brought beach balls back, and Cesaro actually... Was that the night he tore one up? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, what are your thoughts of... Uh, this WrestleMania. It was very, very long. Uh, and unlike <clears throat> the WrestleManias, I don't really know if there's a match on here that I would say, oh yeah, you really should go check out this match. Yeah. Like even the matches that I like, like the Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Miz match, or the Charlotte Asuka match. Maybe Charlotte Asuka, like if you're into like... I guess the modern history of WWE is probably something that's important in the long run and should be watched. But everything else, for the most part, you're not necessarily missing anything. Like, even the big selling point of uh, the Ronda Rousey match, yes, the, it, it's a good match. But unless you are really into 
Ronda Rousey and seeing an MMA fighter in a pro wrestling ring, like that's the selling point. Is it like she's the selling point, and unless you care about her, it's not like you're not necessarily going to get a whole lot out of that match. Um, and even like the people that normally like I'm excited to see every year, Undertaker, John Cena. Those people, no. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. I just this just felt like a fucking rock, just a really long rock. These WrestleManias suck. The magic is gone. I don't know. I I, I hated this. It was just match, 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 match. Like, uh, it just felt like every match had no consequence. Mm. Except the main event. Anyway. Would you like to know what Dave Meltzer rated these matches? Yes, what did the Wrestling Observer Dave Meltzer have to say? Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Four stars. Okay, I can see that. Miz versus Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Three and a half stars. Okay. The Braun Strowman bar match. One star. Mm, negative one star. No? Nope. Just one, one star. Okay. Nicholas got a star. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Shane and, and Brian. Three and a half stars. I'll that is very generous. generous. Exactly. Nia Jax, Bax of Bliss, championship match. Two and seven, five stars. I I think that's probably fair, in all honesty. Um, Alexa Bliss is a very good worker. Mickey James is with her. Uh, and they could cover up for Nia Jax. Bobby Roode and Bobby Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. For the U.S. title, two and three-fourths stars. Same as the match above. The Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers and New Day, two stars. And probably one of John Cena's lowest-rated matches. Or The Undertaker's. John Cena versus The Undertaker. What do you think? A dud. 1.25 stars. <laughs> okay. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. 3.75 stars. Ooh, that is, again, very, that. very generous. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. What do you think? Two and a half? Three. Three. Stars. Okay. And finally, Triple H and Stephanie versus Kurt and Ronda. Four, Four and a quarter. Oh, a four and a quarter. Yes. Okay. So there you go. I could not tell you what WrestleMania 35 is. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. If you had a gun to my head, I'm gonna say it's Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I think the only thing I remember from it. 
And I don't think that was even 35. I think the John Cena versus Bray Wyatt is there. But I think that's 37. Um, well, so WrestleMania 35 is most known for being the first WrestleMania that's headlined by women. Oh, see, there you go. I, I couldn't even remember. Um, it also has two retirement matches. Two? Yes. <sighs> and it has, um... Kofi Mania. Oh, you know what? This is the first year I quit watching WrestleMania. That's why I don't remember anything. I remember Kofi Mania, and that's about it. But I couldn't even tell you. Honestly, if you would have said, oh, Kofi Mania, what year? I probably would have said 37. Or 36. Nope, 35. So that's what we're going up against next time. <sighs> okay. Well, look at it this way. Um, you don't have to watch the pre-show. I've got that covered. And... Um, oh, let's see how long this is. Please, Jesus. Oh, it's, it's long. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up here. Oh, hooray! Hey, oh, wait a minute. Ah, oh, wait, where is it? I don't even have it. Oh, shit. Oh, there it is. It's just out of order. Damn. I was like, hey, here's part one. No, that's 36. Yeah, uh, no. It is. It is. It is. Details. Six oh, hours. God damn it. Five hours and 24 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, this will be done in six months. Oh, we'll have it out next week. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching eight different animes right now. No, yeah. I'm watching one. Hell yeah. Which one? I'm watching My Hero Academia. You should watch uh, My Uncle from Another World. It's great. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, no. I'm also watching... I'm actually watching uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, too. No idea what that is. <laughs> Shonen Show. Uh, that's on this year. It's, a, it's from a fairly old... It's a, from an older manga. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that is that. WrestleMania 34 is in the books. I just feel like this was a fucking slog. I, uh, I can't wait till we're done. I can't wait till we get to pick some new subject. Something that has more, more zest, more excitement. We're almost there. But, uh, what should we do for a bonus episode? It's been a long while since we've done a bonus episode. Oh, um...
honestly, I would like to do some PWG. Really? I've never seen PWG before. So, um, we'll have to figure out a way to do that. Uh, but... I want to see a Battle of L.A. A BOLA event. Well, which... Alright, let's... Let's determine this. Right okay. Now. So, BOLA events are kind of separated into a couple of different variations. There are the BOLA events that are one event, which means they happen over one night. And then there are the BOLA events that happen over multiple nights. I'd rather do one, because one is easy to review. Yes. And I don't um, want to be like nine hours. Okay. Well, like an hour, if that. It's it's going to be over an hour. Okay. Because essentially these are pay-per-views that take place. So they do the entire tournament in one night. Gotcha. So, I believe that... Um... Okay. Bola 2011 looks like our best shot. It's one night. And here are the participants. And you can tell me yes or no. Okay. So in our first round, we'll have Chris Hero that versus Willie. Huh? Versus Willie Mac? Versus Willie Mac. Yeah. Uh, and in the second match of the first round, we'll have Claudio Castagnoli, ah, a.k.a. Cesare, uh, versus El Generico. Ah, some loser. I heard he's dead. Uh, no, he's not dead. He's raising orphans in Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, and then we have Eddie Edwards versus Roderick Strong. Ah, a bunch of no names. And Dave Finley versus Kevin Steen. Dude. That could be badass. Yes. That's two meat men. So that's the first round, and then, of course, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we'll figure out a way to watch that. I think that will probably be the best, because after that, um, they start getting a little bit longer. There are better contestants, um, but that's a strong that's a strong field. So the twenty eleven. So what do you get for being the best of LA? Um, a trophy. So um, you get a trophy, yes, and sometimes, not always. You get a shot at the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Championship. All right. So, if you're cool with it, this is what I would like to do. Okay. Uh, 2011 Bola. And then the show after it, Dean Wolf. Well, does that just spoil the? Does that spoil the winner, or the bullet? No. Okay. No. 
No, um, they um, they just happen to name their uh, pay per views after their wrestlers. They've named a couple of pay per views after Kevin Steen. Um, they also had one that was called Black Coal Sun. So it's like something that they do. Okay. Let's see. Trying to see what I can find here. Uh, Battle of Los Angeles. 2011. Fuck. I cannot find. Uh, he says what? Steve? Hey. I, I know where it is. Okay, cool. Yay, Daily um, Motion. Awesome. I mean, we will find yeah. it and we will watch it and we will review it. Nice. Alrighty then. Well, thanks for not watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you all stay safe. Look out for our review of Gorillas Wrestling. And Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers and eventually WrestleMania 35. That does not yeah. feature gorillas. No, but pandas, yes. Yes. All right, everybody. Be safe. Take care.